Now, Connect FM Sports puts every play under review with Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. After another terrible performance Sunday, Matt Canada is finally gone. How will this affect Kenny Pickett and the rest of this offense? Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette will be our guest. With Thanksgiving coming, we'll talk about our favorite traditions and foods and discuss the big games this week. Our kicking challenge is coming up on Friday. Yay. (laughs) How can you watch? We'll share the details and we'll be joined by a former college kicker who will offer some tips. I'm Dave Glass. I'm Bob Anderson. And I'm Dave Herzing. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go under review. Sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping and Dr. Greg Glineski at Wise Eyes. On Connect FM, your only local news radio. Welcome back to Under Review. It's Thanksgiving already, guys. I can't believe it how quickly things roll around here. But uh, before we get into the sports talk, what are your favorite traditions on Thanksgiving? And uh, do you have a favorite food or a, a least favorite food at the dinner table? <laughs> I'm, I'm the second pickiest eater I know. My my coworker John Sobel took the crown for me when I met him. He is the pickiest. But so I don't eat a lot of the stuff. I'll eat some turkey. I'll eat some stuffing. Um, that's probably about it. Yeah, I'm not a picky eater at all. I will eat everything. I'm a multiple plate guy, multiple dessert guy. Uh, it really doesn't matter. Uh, my favorite thing is uh, my mom's stuffing recipe. That's my favorite thing. Where my wife has actually perfected the recipe, which is pretty great. My dad makes really good cranberries, and uh, yeah, just it's. I'll eat whatever's put in front of me, so I'm good with that. Pumpkin pie fans? No, I'm not a big pumpkin me pie. Neither. I'm a pecan pie. Oh, yeah. my my boys. Uh, wow. My son David just came home, and he and Jeremiah, are, as we speak, making blueberry pie so i'm really excited about that i am a blueberry pie fan all right well um i'll be sitting around watching some football here but we'll get to that in a little bit but i don't know if you guys have heard the big news something happened this week oh wait before we get to the clip no, I actually oh, you don't. Have, you, you know what he should have? You know what he should have? What? The Blame Canada yes. song? Oh, yeah. He should absolutely, oh, absolutely have had that. I can't believe you didn't have that. You know what? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm just still in shock that they got rid of him mid-season here. So what are your first impressions, guys, of the Matt Canada firing? I, I got to be honest. It should have happened a while ago. The Steelers are just one of those franchises. They pride themselves on loyalty and not making decisions within the seat or in the season. But come on, I mean that offense was absolutely awful. And then this this past weekend was the icing on the cake. It was very hard to watch. Well, you saw my post on social media. I I gave him every chance in the book. And this week, especially after you you shared that graphic that showed we left the middle of the field open again, didn't throw a single pass inside the numbers. All right, I'm out. You know, it's just and it sounds like maybe Tomlin looked at the same thing and said, I'm out. Well, I know if you're out, then something bad is happening because you're not reactionary at all. But yeah, this offense, it just was completely flat. It was so hard to watch, Bob. I mean, that game was painful to watch. And it's been that way all season and nothing's really changing. So uh, that's my question now. Will we see a change in the offense? And that's something I want to ask Ray Ray Fittipaldo about. But what do you guys think? Are we going to see a change? I think we'll definitely see some change. Look, I don't think you're going to see massive changes. They're not going to bring somebody in from the outside you know they've got interim guys 
But I don't think it takes a, a genius to, to look at around the league and say, gee, there's this whole middle of the field that we can use. And even if you don't complete the passes, you make teams respect that. Right now, you can just bring everybody right up to the line of scrimmage. You don't have to worry about the deep ball. You don't have to worry about the deep middle. You've got to make teams respect that. Yeah, the one thing that was really telling, and I want to ask Ray about this, was when you see Najee Harris you know, openly being frustrated in the locker room. He's the ultimate team guy. By all accounts, he's he's one of the guys you want in your locker room. And just to see him so visibly frustrated, I think there's going to be a change to your point, Dave. There is such a thing as the middle of the field. Yeah, Kenny Pickett doesn't know where that is. But you, I don't know whether that's Canada or Pickett, but we're going to see this Or week. Tomlin. Well, that too. Yeah, I don't think it's Tomlin. I mean, when we, we've had other quarterbacks where you, that we threw the ball all over the place. I don't – he's responsible. It's his team. He's ultimately responsible for results. But I don't believe for a minute that it's Mike Tomlin saying, don't throw to the middle of the field. I don't know if it was Canada to Dee's point, but now we're, we are going to find out. You know, Pickett has no excuses now. It's like, you know, if he's been shackled, unshackle him. This is the NFL. You can't run JV offenses in the NFL. Let's see how good he really is. And if he's not good enough, then you go get another one. Well, that's what it just seems like. They're just completely risk averse. And oh. I, you know what? You can't win that way. You can't win the big game that way. You can't play into your fears, as Mike Tomlin well, would say. Bingo. You know, two things he always says are the standard is the standard. We don't we don't live in our fears. And I feel like both of those things have kind of been exposed. They're clearly living in their fears. And if this is the standard, it's not great. Yeah, and and now you're gonna see what these platitudes of Mike Tomlin are all about. We're gonna we're gonna see exactly what Kenny Pickett is made of because there's no one left to blame. You know, what's funny is you look at what, what happened with the Jets. Zach Wilson was the second overall pick. Right? And now he's the third-string quarterback in that team. Kenny Pickett, I honestly don't think he's the guy. You know, I've talked with a lot of people. Maybe they'll disagree. I will, I'll go to my grave saying I don't believe Kenny Pickett's the answer. Why not give Mason Rudolph a chance? That's the guy I think that really yeah. deserves a chance because he, granted, I mean, you know what you have with Trubisky, and you certainly know what you have with Pickett. It's over 20 games now. Rudolph has never been given a fair shake. So I say go with him, but I know they won't, but I'd like to see what Rudolph can do. Well, at least at this point, we can take the excuses out. If it, if Kenny Pickett isn't the guy, at least you have, a, what, seven games left to figure out if he is or isn't. I don't know if they'd go a different direction in the offseason, but now's your chance to find out. So who is Kenny Pickett is the well, real question. Here. And the fact that in so many times when he's left kind of to run his two-minute offense and he looks so good, it does make you wonder if it is him being unshackled. Let him let him free, you know, freestyle a little bit. How can it be any worse? I guess that, okay, they might have more turnovers, but they don't have turnovers now and they can't score. So you... Let's see what happens if he takes a few well, chances. And, yeah, and what's really discouraging is I realized he was playing in the, in the dog pile ACC when they won that that conference championship, but he threw the ball all over the place his senior mm -hmm. year playing for Pitt. So you know he has the ability to throw the ball down the field, and he took a lot of chances. We just haven't seen that. For goodness sake, some of those play calls, if I see another bubble screen, oh, holy that's cow. The play, that's the play that lost me in the, in the fourth quarter. Third, I know it was third and 15. I know it was a long pickup, but they were in Cleveland territory and they lined up with those three receivers and they put the running back out there and it's like they're going to throw a screen to the running back. And then they did and he got hammered for no gain. And that's when I typed that thing. I'm like, you've got to try to win the game. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, the other thing was the 14 seconds that they took off. It was funny. Yeah. Rex, Rex Ryan talked about on ESPN radio how when he would play the Patriots, he said it was the Bill Belichick playbook. 
if they knew that they were going to have a chance to go down and score, but they also knew that you, ha- you your offense was capable of driving on them, and if they gave you the ball back, you could go down and score. Belichick, he said that what the Belichick special was, he would deliberately run a play and milk that clock just enough where even if they had to get rid of the ball, you wouldn't have an opportunity, a realistic chance to get the ball back and score. They took off 14 seconds and handed the ball back to Cleveland. That's inexcusable. Yeah, it was bad. And, and and before we move on too much, and I I think this is more for you, D. How about this this pattern now? Where watching Penn State and the Steelers are exactly oh, the same experience. Oh. There's exactly the same experience for uh, the last month. Awful, 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 awful. I mean, good defense, decent running game, quarterbacks that appear to be completely scared to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, and two sacked offensive coordinators now. Yes. I mean, it's the same experience. It's no, weird. Not a good year for to be a Stairway fan or a Nittany Lions fan, that's for sure. Unless you like defense. Well, yeah, the defense is great. <laughs> Ever the optimist, Bob. That's yeah. <clears throat> well, one question that I have, who do you think ultimately did make this decision? Because initial reports said that it was Art Rooney, the second who stepped in and, and made the call. This does not seem like a Tomlin move, but maybe he was fearful that he was starting to lose the locker room. He had to do something. He says it was his decision. Well, I, I, whether it was him, I don't know. I mean, I'm tempted to think it was his decision, but I lo- that one of the things, I've, I've always been a Tomlin fan, and one of the things I love about him is he's not afraid to take responsibility, and that's what he should do in these. He has brought all the fire to him and said, this was my call, my call alone, even if it wasn't good for him for doing that. So I think that was the right thing to do. Well, honestly, where's the, even if he says it was his call, Big deal. Everybody wanted him gone anyways. So even if the decision doesn't work out, people, he's pleasing the fans. He's pleasing his locker room. So, I mean, I think it's a win-win for him either way. So I would definitely take the fall for it, even if it wasn't. I just, for me right now, the Steelers are at a crossroads. Like you said, they have seven games to figure out what Kenny Pickett is or isn't. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest question. And if he's not the guy... It, they got to move in a different direction. Other franchises do that with quarterbacks all the time. There's no reason to be loyal to this guy just because he was a first-round pick. Well, we only have two minutes left in this segment, but one transition. Mike Sullivan is now one of the play callers for the Steelers. It's just so let's, bizarre. <clears throat> let's talk about the other Mike Sullivan. Um, so he's going to be tested here because Brian Russ might be out. Uh, they lost somebody else, too. Raquel. Raquel, yeah. Raquel's going to be out. So their depth is going to be challenged here. Um, thoughts on the Penguins real well, quick. This is what that, that, when I was kind of down on them over the summer, this is exactly the kind of thing I was worried about is they don't have the depth to withstand this. Now, Sid's off to a great start. Maybe he can put them on his back. I mean, if it sounds like Rust might be a shorter-term injury. If they can get through the next three games, you know, get a couple or three points out of it, because this is a brutal next three games. Right. But if they can get some points, they'll be okay. If they go 0-3, that'd be really bad. Yeah, they can't go 0-3. I mean, they just had a soft part of their schedule playing out west, and they did really well. Uh, yeah, they, they, they got to get they got to pick up at least a point or two minimum. They can't get swept. And I loved what I saw out of their happen. backup goalie, Nad- Nadelkovic. <laughs> he scores a goal for yeah, him. Yeah, what a chance. weekend for him, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, and I wonder, you know, is he going to challenge Jari a little bit? I, I would like to see more of a 50-50 split if they can with the goaltending position. Well, they got a lot of back-to-backs coming, so yeah. you'll see more of them as long as he stays healthy. All right, so when we return, we're going to have Ray Fittipaldo on the line. Stay with us as we continue under review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping and Dr. Greg Glineski at Wise Eyes.
and then the fun begins, trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. The numbers say it all. 65% of Americans' shopping budgets are still spent in-store, and 61% shop at local businesses because of their unique products. Plus, small businesses employ almost 60 million people, and 56% of workers at locally owned businesses have high commitment scores. What do all those numbers mean? That shopping small and shopping local benefits you and our community. So get away from that keyboard and shop in person and local at businesses today. The Day Spa of Dubois on Brady Street in downtown Dubois. Junk Dealer's Daughter, located on West Long Avenue in Dubois. Day Spa 10, across from Luigi's on Brady Street in Dubois. Winery of Wilcox, on Beeline Highway, across from Wendy's. Merle Norman Boutique, located on Brady Street, across from the Dubois Public Library. And Infused IV Bar, located on Midway Drive in Dubois. Sunny 106 and Connect FM. Keeping your eye on the ball is the key to playing sports well. Let Wise Eyes coach you into sturdy shatter and contact resistant eyewear. Whether your child plays sports, you love extreme sports, or you work in hazardous construction zones, you need sharp vision while protecting your eyes. Dr. Lineski is a leader in clinical eye care and takes the time to explain your eye test results. Proud to support local sports programs, Wise Eyes has served our community for over 20 years. Commons Drive to Boys and at MyWiseEyes.com. I'm Dan Kennard, and this is the Connect FM Local Youth Sports Beat, sponsored by Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons and Dr. Greg Lineski. Congratulations to the Elk County Catholic Lady Crusaders. They claimed a volleyball state championship last Saturday with a straight sets win over West Branch. It was the PIAA Class Single A Volleyball Championship match, and it was played at Cumberland Valley High School in Mechanicsburg. Elk County Catholic, the D9 champ, became the fourth District 9 team ever to win a PIAA volleyball title. Now to high school football playoffs. There is one District 9 team still live in the PIAA playoffs. That team is Red Bank Valley. Red Bank Valley upended Port Allegheny in the District 9 Class Single A Championship game last Friday. Next up for the Bulldogs, they will play District 10 champ Cambridge Springs, in the PIAA quarterfinal round, that game will be played at Meadville Friday night at 7 o'clock. In the Class 2A matchup last week, Westinghouse down D9 champ Central Clarion 46-30. Central Clarion finishes the season with an 11-1 mark. And in Class 3A competition, Central Martinsburg kept their record unblemished by defeating the District 9 champ Clearfield, 41 to 35, it took double overtime to get that win. The season ends for the Clearfield Bison. Their season record was 8 and 4. Coming up next week, we're going to begin talking District 9 basketball here on the local youth sports beat. Sponsored by Dr. Greg Lineski and Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons.
Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Welcome back to Under Review. Let's keep the Steelers talk going with a familiar guest from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. It's Ray Fittipaldo. Ray, how are you? Good evening, guys. I'm well. Hey, appreciate you coming on. It's too bad we don't have anything to talk about this week with the Steelers. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, it, really. It, it finally happened, Ray. Matt Canada is out. Um, it sounds to me like Art Rooney might have been the person who stepped in here. What are you hearing on that? Was it Mike Tomlin's decision or Art Rooney's? No, it, it, it was Art Rooney who made this decision. Um, you know, Mike has had plenty of opportunities to move on from Matt Canada in, in the past. Um, you know, if you go back even to Matt Canada's first season, there was a lot of talk, you know, that he was, uh, you know, in trouble back then. Tomlin kept him, same with last season at the bye week at, at the end of last season. So, you know, Mike didn't want to move on, but uh, he didn't have a chance in this, or he didn't have a choice in this matter. Um, you know, ownership wanted this done, and Mike Sullivan and Eddie Falkenauer are going to get their chance to run this offense. Well, the big question for me is, are we going to see any change in that offense, or is this just going to be more of the same? I mean, I'm sure they can't rip up the playbook and start over at this point. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's Matt Canada's playbook, so they have to run Matt Canada's plays. It's going to be the same verbiage. Um, you know, but I think the biggest difference um, is going to be in the play calling. So Mike Sullivan has been a coordinator in this league before. And sometimes, you know, just play calling with a quarterback, there could be a different dynamic. Um, you know, maybe Mike Sullivan can get Kenny Pickett into a better rhythm early in games. I think that's what they're looking for. I mean, this was largely due to Kenny Pickett's regression. I think we all realize that. Um, I was looking some stuff up today, guys. Two touchdown passes in the last seven games in modern-day NFL. I mean, it's just you don't see the types of numbers that the Steelers are putting up. I think last week, just 126 yards passing. So, I mean, they really kind of hit rock bottom in the passing game. So, you know, this move was made to, to maybe jumpstart Kenny Pickett a little bit. Um, you know, we'll see if it works this week. But I think the game plan was continue to win games. And then maybe if you sneak into the playoffs, maybe that, by that point, Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan will have a good feel for this offense. And, you know, maybe they could, uh, you know, do some damage here if they get into the postseason. Yeah, Ray, to, to your point about you know, play calling, do you think one thing we've noticed here, all three of us, is that they have just completely abandoned the middle of the field in the passing game. And it, and it shows, and you look at the last few weeks in the postgame, you know, chart of where the passes go. Do you yep. think that there's going to be more of an emphasis on that? Is is that a play calling thing, or is that a Kenny Pickett just trying to be too safe thing? You know, I have to believe that uh, that was drilled into Kenny Pickett to stay away from the middle of the field because that's a dangerous area where turnovers occur. Um, Mike Tomlin hasn't spoken to that recently, but Mike Tomlin has said that in the past. So um, is that one thing that could change? Yes. Um you know, and throwing the Pat Fryermuth um, could be a big part of that. I mean, it, 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 the uh, non-existence of the tight ends in this passing offense is, um, I mean, it's laughable when you look at it. Um, not only the, the receptions, but just the lack of targets. I mean, they just don't utilize that position at all. 
And one more point about the middle of the field, and I, I think you're very right on that, but overall just targeting receivers deep down the field, 30 yards down the field, even if you don't complete those passes, you're loosening up the defense and you're letting the opposing team know that, hey, I, I will throw to George Pickens deep. You know, your, your guys can't creep up and jump routes and your guys can't creep up and crowd the running game. So there's a lot of things that have been missing from this offense, but I agree with you. I think the middle of the field, the deep passing game, and the utilization of the tight ends are three places they can start. Well, I certainly agree with you about the deep passes and the utilization of the middle of the field, but I guess the next question has to be, is Pickett really an NFL-quality quarterback? I mean, and I think the, the answers we'll find in the next seven weeks, hopefully, but I look at his stats, to your point, 60.5% completion percentage is horrible in a modern NFL. Uh, 7% sack rate is terrible, and, you know, only six touchdowns. You know, he has 22 games as a starter now, and, and it's just, he hasn't even, in 22 games, he's just barely over 4,000 yards. A lot of modern quarterbacks are doing that in 14 or 15 games, so... Do you yeah. think he can still be a, a, even an average NFL starter? Um, listen, it doesn't look that way now, but I am willing to give Mike Sullivan a chance to turn things around here. And I'm not going to completely judge Kenny on the next seven games. I, I do think whoever the coordinator is next season will give Kenny Pickett a chance to you know, continue to be the starter. I, I think really – Next season is really the, the time we're going to start putting the clock on Kenny. Um, so, you know, I, I think to answer your question, I, I think there's something that's still there, but I think his confidence is shattered. Um, I don't know if you heard his interview today, guys, but he was talking about just going out there and having fun again. I mean, kind of painted a picture where it's been kind of miserable um, in that offense. You know, the last several weeks, he just said he wanted to get back to having fun. So, Whatever it takes for him to do that, whatever it takes for him to start scoring some touchdowns, obviously Mike Sullivan and those, those coaches on that staff now have to uh, try to put him in position to go out and achieve that on Sunday. Now, Ray, do you think there's any possibility that Pickett, uh, aside from injury, um, gets benched this season? Uh, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't continue to play better, I mean, this team's 6-4. and four. Um, Even after losing to the Browns guys, their chances to make the playoffs are at 70% if you look at the New York Times postseason simulator. So um, this is a huge game on Sunday. Um, if they somehow manage to lose to another backup quarterback and Pickett look bad again, then I, you know, I think, yeah, maybe you would have to maybe think long and hard about going to a guy like Mr. Trubisky because uh, you have guys like T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, and it just seems like if you – you're spinning your wheels with the same quarterback and you're not going to make the playoffs again, then you're really doing a disservice to those guys who are out there obviously busting their butts and playing really well. So, yeah, I I don't think that's going to happen. I would expect Kenny Pickett to play better now. But, yeah, if he continues to throw for 126 yards, if he continues to score one touchdown or fewer per game, I don't, I don't know if they would have a choice um, in the matter. I think they would probably have to make a move. Well, speaking of disservice, and I agree with you, Ray, speaking of disservice, though, I, what does Warren have to do to get the bulk of the carries and make uh, Naj a spell back or a change of pace back? Because my eyes are telling yeah. me Warren's the best back. Yeah, listen, I, I'm i with you. Um, I've said in the past they need to start Warren, and that doesn't mean you eliminate Najee Harris from the offense, but there's 
you know, there are scenarios where Najee Harris can be your, you know, your closer in the second half if you, if you have a lead in the game. You know, he's a guy who could really wear on defenses the way he can run between the tackles. But I think it's obvious to everyone who watches the games that Jalen Warren is the better running back. He's more explosive. I actually think he's better in, in all situations as a pass protector, as a, as a receiver out of the backfield too. So, again, I don't mind them sharing the workload. I, I don't think you want to put 100% on any running back in today's NFL because, you know, there are injuries and you, you worry about touches. But, yeah, I mean, that was criminal last week. 129 yards on nine carries, and Jalen Warren isn't in there for the most important series of the game with a uh, minute and 42 left. So, um, just crazy. I, I think he's one of their best offensive players, and um, I'm with you. I think he has to play more. So looking ahead to this game, I, I was actually shocked when I looked at the lines this morning and see that at least in what I, I what I looked up, Pittsburgh is actually a half-point favorite. Now, I know Cincinnati's got a backup quarterback, but you can argue that so do we if you look at the statistical analysis. Are you surprised yeah. that they're favored in this game? Uh, a little bit. I mean, you know, uh, uh, minus one or plus one, whatever it is, I, I, I think there's acknowledgement there on the behalf of the odds makers that uh, this might be a rough offensive game again, just like it was in Cleveland um, last week. I think one reason why the Steelers might be favored in this game is you look at the Cincinnati defense. They were really good the last couple of years. When they went to the Super Bowl and when they went to the AFC Championship game, that defense was underrated, I thought. I thought Joe Burrow got a lot of headlines, and, and deservedly so, but that defense uh, under Lou Anarumo was really, really good, too. It's not bad this year. It's just not as good as it has been. So teams are scoring some points on them. It's not as stingy as it has been. So I think that's another reason. When you're starting a backup and your defense is kind of middle of the road, I, I think the, uh, you know that's when the odds makers um, start to doubt you. All right, Ray. Well, uh, we'll let you get back to doing whatever you're doing. I don't know if you're cooking the turkey. Do you have any uh, favorite <laughs> Thanksgiving traditions? We we started our show that way. Anything that you like to do? Oh, man. Well, I'll be at the uh, Steelers facility tomorrow for about half a day. Hope to get out of there by the afternoon. And, uh, no, typical, uh, sit down, watch some football, and uh, have some turkey with the family. Pretty uh pretty normal stuff all right well we really appreciate you taking the time and happy thanksgiving and hope we'll talk to you again sometime soon all right same to you guys have a good holiday thank you it's brian kilmeade happy thanksgiving everybody do not miss our special show the legendary thomas soul deep thinker smart guy great message at 90 plus years old he's never been better he joins us tyrus brand new book what a career what a life Mike and Charlotte Pence, just days after the vice president decides he's no longer going to run for president, all on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 9, 99.7 and 96.7. Connect FM. Listen weekdays in November to your morning connection from 7 to 9. Listen for your cue to call and a chance to win the new scratch-off game from the Pennsylvania Lottery, Bah Humbucks, with 10 top prizes of $50,000. Benefits older Pennsylvanians must be 18 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. Listen for your chance to win on 99.7 and 96.7 Connect FM. Do you have a car sitting around you want to get rid of? Then here's a great idea. 
Donate your car and help veterans and their families. Yes, one fast call to the Veteran Car Donation Program and we'll come and remove your car for free. Fast, free towing, and 24-hour response. You can donate most cars, trucks, or SUVs in most conditions. The proceeds raised goes to help active military, veterans, and their families, and you get a tax deduction. All you need to do is make this free call. Get rid of that old car and help the vets. We make it easy. Make this free call now and book your fast and easy pickup. Call the Veteran Donation Program now. Donate your car and help veterans and their families. Operators are standing by. Here's the number. 800-726-0144. 800-726-0144. That's 800-726-0144. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Welcome back to Under Review. I got to apologize because I am not a very good host here. And Dave, when you walked into the studio today, it looked like you thought you were seeing double there or something. But we have a we have another guest in the studio today. So uh, let's welcome Darren Herzing to the show. Darren, how you doing? And thanks for joining us. Guys, thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you, to all of your families. This is a treat for me. Yeah. I'm home to see my family. I get to come and see you fine gentlemen work your magic in the studio. Well, I, I always joke, I think either you or your dad are our most loyal listeners. So we thank the Herzing family for sure. And oh, this, I love the show. All right. Well, this is a great treat treat for us. Uh, hey, week 11 was rough on me, guys. I don't know how many games I lost in the last minute, but uh, give us an update on the standings. So last week, uh, you, you you did lose a couple in the last few minutes, but you still won the week, of course. No, he did, I think. He, he beat me by one. one okay. Yeah. So you and I went nine and five and he went 10 and four. Yeah, that's right. And overall, you've got a three game lead. You're 105 and 56. D and I are both 102 and 59. So it's very tight. I mean, this late in the season for it to be that close is amazing. Yeah. And, and D keeps bleeding me here. He gets, he gains a, a, a point or two a week here and by, you know, a few weeks he'll be in front. Um, anyhow, this week's game in games include three Thanksgiving games. They're all divisional matchups, a black Friday contest and no buys. So let's jump into it here. The Packers at the Lions tomorrow. Packers are four and six. The Lions are eight and two. A Thanksgiving tradition, Dave. Yeah. First of all, I love that. I love the, even though I don't like Dallas, I love the Detroit Dallas tradition. Um, and I like the fact that for the first time in a while, Detroit, they're probably not the best team playing that day, but they're in the conversation. They're, they're really good this year. And certainly, I think, better than Green Bay. And I, I'll be shocked if we don't all take Detroit in this case, being at home inside. Um, all three games are pretty big spreads. Detroit by seven and a half is the spread. And I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions. It's you, Darren. Yeah, so I kind of got to echo that sentiment. Um, this is kind of the first time in my lifetime I can recall the Lions being in contention and doing really well this late in the season, especially at Thanksgiving. And I'm taking the Lions in this one. Green Bay's a bunch of bums, 
not huge fan of that team. Never liked Rogers. Think he's a discount's a total bum. So I'm absolutely, <laughs> I like yeah, I, I can see I'm that. Absolutely going with the Lions in this one. And Dan Campbell's going to take a big turkey leg and bite it like he's biting ankles. So I have to ask though, does does, does your brother have your proxy? I mean, so you're we're going to roll with this. Yeah, oh yeah. All, right, all right, all right, oh, all right. Good. Okay. Well, you can right. sabotage this and there. Yeah. Um, so the old Lions almost came out last week. They almost lost to the Bears and survived in the last what three minutes scoring. Did you from see 12 that statistic I sent you? They're the first team that ever lost with a what plus three turnover and holding the ball for forty minutes of the well, game. Well, that's the Bears for you. Yeah, so, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going with the Lions. We got the Commanders four and seven at the Cowboys seven and three. So you know how they say you know after a Thanksgiving meal you get that trip to fan and you start to take that nap. I think this would be a good time to take a nap during this game, Darren. Who do you got in this one? I'm going with the Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott's playing tremendous football right now. Um, I honestly don't like the Cowboys, but I do really like watching Dak Prescott. And for all accounts, he's a really good guy. Walter Payton Award winner. Uh, so I think you know for. I mean, if I'm sitting watching this at home, I'm tuning in for Dak Prescott to see him get a victory on Thanksgiving. Well, I won't be turning tuning in for Tommy DeVito, even though he did win last week, right? So the Cowboys, they're killing it at home. They're 4-0 this year. They've won all those games by at least 20 points, and they've won 12 straight at home going back to last season. So Dallas. Prescott always beats the bad teams. It's the, it's the tough games he has trouble with, so I, I think definitely Dallas. All right, we got the 49ers at the Seahawks. 49ers are seven and three. The Seahawks are six and four. A division showdown in the nightcap tomorrow. I have to say, I'm going with the Niners, but we need to start talking about Brock Purdy more, guys. He might be in the MVP conversation. He had a perfect passer rating last week. You know the last 49er quarterback to do that? Probably Montana. Joe Montana, 1989. So uh, they are nearly impossible to defend the Niners. Well, with. except for that three-game hiccup in the middle of the year where they well, started they were getting, weird, but they now were, they're healthy, right? Yeah, so, yeah they were and, 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 you know, we have to talk about this, I think. You know, Purdy, what? Was he Mr. Irrelevant? Like, very late draft He was pick. the last pick. Yeah, I think yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. And, and you know, same with Brady, very late. Not the very last, but very late. And then, you know, you got – you so. My point here is, is the draft just really just like the lottery? I mean, does anybody really know what's going on? Because, (laughs) and I feel like that in most sports too. I mean, okay, top hockey players, top basketball players, they seem to really pan out. But at everything else, you really don't know. And, and, but anyway, that's, that's a kitten off the subject. I think Seattle, I I did believe in them, but I just don't think they're as good as San Francisco. And I'm going to go with the Niners here. Uh, yeah, you know, I got to be loyal to Lonnie, um, my friend, and I think the Seahawks are going to surprise the world with this one. I don't, yeah, you know, I'm a huge believer in people that like action green. And when you put the action green unis on, it's tough to stop. It's best uniform in all of the NFL, total action green going all action green for this one. Unbelievable. Seattle Seahawks roll. All right. I'm liking Darren in the studio tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, next week he's either going to want you back or you're going to get banned yeah. by your brother. I don't know Brotherly which. love. All right. <laughs> we right. got the Dolphins 7-3 and three at the Jets 4-6. and six. So while the wives are out shopping, guys, maybe you can tune in on Black Friday. Uh, well, this game interests me for one reason and one reason only. The Jets have a really, really good defense, and Miami has a really, really good offense, and I always love that matchup. I don't think the Jets can win because I think their offense is just horrible, and they got pounded this weekend by Buffalo. I mean, they embarrassed themselves in that game, and I think Miami's going to embarrass them too. 
Yeah, I agree with that, Dave. I think Miami's going to completely embarrass them, and I love that because I want to see Fireman Ed with his stupid hat and his stupid J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets nonsense. I want to just see him sit there and pout like a big old baby. Um, I'm a huge fan of Tua. Uh, I like his story after the concussion, him coming back. And I like Tyreek running around and making everybody look slow. So I'm a huge fan of the Dolphins right now, so I'm going with the Dolphins. And I feel bad for Jets fans. I mean, they went from the optimism of Aaron Rodgers to now, what, Tim Boyle in, in, uh, starting? So, And they, by the way, have the worst stadium, according to players. They did that player pool, and MetLife Stadium came in at last. I don't feel that bad for them. I mean, <laughs> they shouldn't have picked up Rodgers. I said well, that in yeah, the preseason. We, we, you have been consistent on that. Give me the Dolphins. We got the Saints five and five at the Falcons four and six. This is a tough game, Darren. What do you got? Quite honestly, I won't watch this game. Um, I probably didn't even know this game existed, so I'm I'm picking the Los Angeles Lakers in this one. Um, <laughs> you know, that's I think would beat either one of these teams. So if I forced to pick, um, Michael Vick played for the Falcons, so I'll pick the Falcons. Yeah, I don't know. I can't figure out the Falcons. Both of these teams are coming off buys. I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one, even though they have maybe the worst coach in the league. And I do want to point out, the first four games were all big spreads, right? Now, the next, the early games on Sunday are all within three and a half points, every single one of them. I mean, we've got some real coin flip games here. And to be honest, we've got some really bad games early on i i think sunday if you're not a pittsburgh fan just go watch something else because it's probably going to be an ugly first early games but i've been consistently on new orleans and i'm not going to stop now um i think the smarter move is probably to take atlanta but uh i'm going to stick with with the saints no Derek carr is banged up by the way but they have Jameis winston too uh, we got the Steelers six and four at the Bengals five and five here. I think the Steelers get a rejuvenated uh, feeling after the firing of Matt, Matt Canada. I'll take them in this one. Uh, they're going up another against another backup quarterback here. Uh, so give me the Steelers. I'll tell you what, if Burrow hadn't got hurt, this line would be probably fourteen. Seriously, that's how much of a difference he makes and the, the drop-off there, and there's no way I would have ever taken the Steelers with Burrow in there, but I think we'll get a little bit of a bounce, like you said. I don't know anything about the Cincinnati quarterback except he's not that good, and probably, frankly, this is a little bit strategic because I know you guys are going to take stairway, so, <laughs> um, so I'm going to take the Pittsburgh as well. Go ahead. <laughs> so listen, stairway, first off. <laughs> Second, E-brakes disengaged completely. Now the foot's totally on the gas. going to be like a Mike Leach air raid offense now. It's going to be Kenny Pickett just stretching the field. Guys are going to see offensive explosion stairway. You do realize that this is recorded, and we I, can go back later listen, when they score 20, 12 the points truth. next week and two of them on Don't safety. doubt it. It's okay. real. It's going to happen. Okay. I don't know. Were you guys drinking eggnog before you came in? <laughs> oh, lots of it. All right, we got the Panthers 1-9 and nine at the Titans 3-7, and seven, Dave. Oh, this is one of these games. It's like, really, I have to pick a team in this game. I don't want to pick it because I heard that they're, that, you know, uh, I don't know if they're going to start Levis, but he's on a really, really short leash if he does start. And Carolina, we know, is just a mess. I'm taking Tennessee for the main reason that it's at home. I don't have any other, I don't have a good reason to do it. And you, you could convince me of anything in this game. Well, considering I have power of attorney over my brother, I got to be strategic. And I'm not sure just based off these records, but I'm going to just do it just to spike glass. It's going to be Tennessee just to even it up. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm taking the Titans too. They're three and home at, uh, or they're three and zero at home this year. 
And um, I actually am taking this as my lock of the week in Whoa. my survivor poll. I got to tell you, it's down to four teams in that. And I am in a desperate situation here. I don't know what other team to take, so I'm taking Tennessee against a really bad Panthers so Bob, wait, team. Can I revise my? I never got afforded the opportunity of a lock of the week. Can I revise my lock of the week? All right, who's Have your you lock? Of one week? Yet? I haven't made one. That's true. Oh, okay. Let me let me add a lock of the week. Okay, stairway. <laughs> okay. Hey, I still have them available in my pool, but I don't. I, I, that goes to tell you, I trust the Titans more than the Steelers. And you should. Yeah. All right. We got the Buccaneers four and six at the Colts five and five. Darren. Um. Actually, uh, you know, when he was in Cleveland, I think it's really funny being a Steelers fan that Baker got run out of town, and now they're sort of stuck with DTR and, and a really creepy quarterback, and they paid a lot. So I'm a fan of bakers now so when they're on i'm always pulling for the bucks so i'm going with the bucks in this one yeah this is another coin toss game for me i'm, I'm just going to take indy they're coming off a bye and they're at home yeah indy surprised me this year they've been they've been much much better than i expected i thought they'd be one of the worst teams in the league and i'm taking them at home as well we got the Patriots two and eight at the Giants three and eight. This is one of the worst games. game of Woof. the week. Yeah, this... maybe the worst game of the year. Uh, yeah. Both of these teams need to lose because they're both quarterback needy. They need the the top picks. Um, I'm just gonna go with the with the Patriots because surely Belichick can find a way to out scheme Tommy DeVito. Uh, you know, I've been saying that all year that, oh, I'll pick them because of Belichick and I'll pick them. You know what? I'm not picking them because of Belichick. They're on the road. I, I have no confidence. They're, they're the one team that I'm sure has a worse offense than Pittsburgh. I'm sure of it. So I'm taking the Giants because at least Saquon Barkley is worth watching. I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. If, if I'm tuning into this game for whatever reason at all, I'm doing it because Saquon's there and I'm you know, a Nittany Lions fan and I like to watch him. Um, aside from that, Dave is completely right. This game is the worst. So uh, I'm going with the Giants. All right. We've got the ja Jaguars 7-3 and three at the Texans 6-4. and four. This might be the game of the week yeah, here it, for the for the division. Who would have thought that? You say, you say that yeah. in, in week one, and we're all laughing our heads off, right? But you've got a pretty established quarterback in Jacksonville, and now, uh, you know, Houston. Geez, <laughs> Stroud might he – he's probably going to be rookie of the year. So um, – you know, this game is almost a pick em, Jacksonville by half a point. I'm going to take Jacksonville because I still think Stroud will have that rookie moment where it just it just doesn't go his way. And that's no slight at him. It happens to all of them. I remember – do you remember when Peyton Manning was a rookie? Do you remember when, when Troy Aikman were, were rookies? I mean, rookies used to be bad even when they ended up being Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It, 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 I'm really impressed with Stroud. If he wins this one, I'm completely on board, but I'm taking Jacksonville. Yeah, this is the game I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Um, quite honestly, I think both quarterbacks have tremendous upside. Uh, Stroud is just such a hot hand, right? He has such a hot hand right now. So for me and my brother, I'm picking Houston. All right. I, boy, I, I'm going back and forth as we speak on this one. I just, I have. The, I write mine down before I, I have come it in. written I just down, that but I'll record. tell you what, I was ready to change. I'm going to go with the Texans here. They're at home. CJ Stroud, like Darren said, he's he's on fire. We got Cleveland seven and three at the Broncos five and five. Darren, um, you know there aren't many people in the NFL that I can't stand to look at his face or listen to him talk more than Sean Payton. So whoever they're playing, I'm going with. DTR surprised uh, the Steelers, and that defense is pretty formidable. You know, it, you know the turnover margin they have is 
it might be the best in the league, uh, if not the best. So I'm, I'm taking the Brownies with this one. Well, the Browns are averaging um, only 243 yards against per game. That's the lowest average for any defense in the past 10 years. So I'm looking for a boring, low-scoring game, and I'm going to take Cleveland. Well, that's unanimous. I, I, I find that hard to believe that we all took Cleveland. I also find this line hard to believe. You know, Denver's favored in this game, and I you would have never convinced me of that a few weeks ago. we got to give Denver their due. They've yeah. been playing really, They've really well. My son, Darren, it's funny that you two are David and Darren. My sons are David <laughs> and Darren. That is such a weirdest coincidence. But my son, Darren, is this huge Broncos fan, and, and he's just been giving me nothing but flack for two weeks. <laughs> but I can't do it, Darren. i got to take Cleveland. Even though I don't believe really in either of these teams' offenses, Cleveland does have a great defense. All right, we got the Rams four and six at the Cardinal Cardinals two and nine. I got to take the Cardinals here because I'm afraid Darren won't, and I know that D's a big Cardinals fan. So <laughs> Kyler Murray is the difference here. Yeah, I, I agree, Kyler Murray. I mean, two weeks, three weeks ago, I would have never taken Arizona. I think they'd have probably been an underdog by eight points. It shows you what good quarterback can play play can do in this league. And, uh, I, you know, the Rams, they've just been scuffling. They, they really have not looked good. So um, I'll take Arizona. Yeah, every the little bit that I have watched the Rams this year, nothing has been impressive. Nothing has even remotely made me want to pick them in most games, quite honestly. And Kyler Murray coming back, he's a difference maker. He, you know, run pass and just is all over the field. Um, so I'm, I'm picking the Cardinals with this one. All right, we got to squeeze these last ones in quickly here. Chiefs 7-3 and three at the Raiders 5-6. and six. Uh, Dave. Well, straight up, you have to take Kansas City, but I want to make a point that this line is KC by nine and a half. And if we were doing spreads, I would definitely take Vegas because Kansas City has not been that impressive, but I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs on this one. I think they're going to play with a chip in their shoulder after that loss to Philly. Uh, it's a pretty easy pick for me, KC. Yeah, same here, guys. I'll take the Chiefs, uh, even though that they, they they really need another weapon, don't they? All right. The Bills are six and five. The Eagles are nine and one. This is a good game, I think. Darren, I'm not sure which way to go. Convince me here. Yeah, quite honestly, I keep watching the Eagles. I'm on the other end of the state and I keep hearing how bad they are from every Eagles fan of Isn't that amazing? Yeah, they everybody keeps talking how bad they are and until I'm proven otherwise, Jalen Hurts is just an awesome player and their offensive line is tremendous. So I'm going with the Eagles with this one. I'm gonna take the upset here. The Bills circle the wagon and uh they're the more desperate team. I'll take the Bills. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'll tell you what. Wait, wait where? Let's, oh, buddy. Let's go, D. We need fly. That's a woo. All Bob's right. in trouble. Yeah, you can consider that a Bob's gift. It's a water, Thanksgiving buddy. gift That's our for Thanksgiving you guys. Gift yeah. Guys, listen, you watch the win in the studio yeah. here. All right, we got the Ravens 8-3 and three at the Chargers 4-6. and six. Darren. Um, you know, my friend Jeremy is a big Ravens fan, and that's the only reason I kind of care because I can't stand the Ravens as a Steelers fan through all those Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis and all that stuff. So I'm going with the Ravens only because Jeremy likes to throw strikes. I'm going to give you guys another gift. I'm taking the Chargers at home here. This is a team that's really talented. They find ways to lose. Somehow they find a way to win this week. I went back and forth on this one. I really did. Because now, you know, Jackson's starting to get beat up, and that's when I think that he, you know, that's the kryptonite there. But I couldn't do it because, as you just said, the Chargers always seem to find a way to lose. And unless they're playing the Steelers, the Ravens seem to find a way to win. But the tough game. All right, we got the Bears 3-8 and eight at the Vikings 6-5. and five. I feel like I get the Vikings wrong every week, but I'm going with them. Uh, but just as I start to believe in them, they always seem to let me down. Well, here's my gift to you. 
I'm fine. I'm going to take Chicago because I just don't believe in Minnesota anymore at all. And Chicago absolutely should have won last week. They dominated a good Detroit team. If they can do that without the turnovers, they're going to win this game. Yeah, I think that there's a lot to build on off of that potential win with Detroit. Um, they kind of let that one get away from them. I think that they'll, you know, play Minnesota a little bit tighter and clean things up. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to pick the Bears. Wow. wow. I'll All tell right. you what, this this is going to be interesting, boys. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when we return, we're going to hopefully talk to a college kicker about the art of the boot. Stay with us you on Under Reviews, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping and Dr. Greg Glineski at Wise Eyes on Connect FM. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back, in the meantime your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. Uh, take a little off the top. Then toast the holidays. Tony Kolbaki of Tony Kolbaki Barbershop and Two Birch Winery invites you to stop by her downtown Dubois business this small business Saturday. Get a new or clean look and color for the holidays at Tony Kolbaki Barbershop. And pick up some holiday cheer with wines that really pop at Two Birch Winery. And shop small. Shop local. Tony Kolbaki Barbershop and Two Birch Winery. Downtown Dubois. Hey, you, the one on the couch who just told your friend you can't go out because you're busy? Ready to get real about your psoriasis? When your current treatments don't do enough to help control the inflammation beneath the skin, causing plaques and pain, stressing and scratching, it's time to stop hiding and get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. You're all set with your Medicare prescriptions, Mrs. Brown. This is not just low-cost copays at Walgreens. I can actually help you set up 90-day refills if you want. This is having a partner you can trust. Get low-cost copays, 90-day refills, and delivery from your neighborhood Walgreens. This is being independent together. Walgreens. Restrictions apply. For details, see walgreens.com pharmacy. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Welcome back to Under Review. We got another guest in the studio, guys. We're Joined now by um, a Clarion University kicker and Brockway grad, right? Phil Esposito. Uh, Phil, we played hockey together. I had no idea you were a kicker until this week, so thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Sure. Well, uh, you heard about our big challenge coming up this week, and and I take everything seriously. I got to get some pointers from you. So uh, tell us a little bit about the, uh, first of all, your career. How'd you get into kicking, and and tell us what's the longest field goal you ever made? So when I started to kick it was in the junior high seventh grade um, they needed a kicker and they uh, looked asked me to be the kicker because they're trying to find someone on the soccer team who could because the kicking is like just like kicking a soccer ball the swings relatively the same so it's easy to um, have a soccer player kick other than 
other than someone else. So the freshman year, um, they still looking for a kicker, and I just was invested at that point after kicking for two years, going to all these camps and everything. And um, after probably my junior year, I started to really realize that I could play at the collegiate level. Took it a lot more serious. Um, went to more of showcases instead of camps, and uh, took me at Clarion University and uh, had a great four years there. And what was your longest field goal? Do you remember? So in practice, my longest was 62. Holy mackerel. But uh, in a game, it was 45, wow. uh, my junior year of college. But uh, it's a lot different kicking in a game than it is at practice. Well, I have to tell you, I think all of us went out and practiced before this challenge, and I have to say it is a lot harder than it looks one of the problems that I'm having is getting the ball up in the air. So how do you elevate that ball? Where are you trying to hit it? At the bottom of the ball or the middle of the ball? Where are you trying to hit that ball? So if you're looking at a, a football and they have those two white stripes going across the, the ends, you want to imagine that that white stripe goes around the whole football because you want to hit that bottom third. So you hit that bottom third. That's where the sweet spot is. And to get that extra height, you want to get your leg high as you can when you follow through. So if you're just kind of jabbing at the ball, you're not really gonna hit it, get that height. You wanna hit that sweet spot and swing up and through. Sounds yeah. like a groin injury waiting to happen here. So trust me, I've, uh, every year I've, I've pulled my groin since seventh grade and then eventually in college, I actually partially tore it and uh, just from too many reps. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I was very surprised. Um, my son plays uh, peewee football and I, some of the kids got a kick out of me, no pun intended, kicking field goals. And I was kicking, you know, 20, 30 yards or whatever, but I kept trying to go back. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, hit, hitting anything beyond 40, and I can't imagine in a game, it's a shot. And it, and obviously we watch games, all of us are huge sports mm -hmm. fans, clearly it's a sports talk radio show. You you think a 40-yard field goal, your team gets it, oh, well, it's 40-yard field goal, it's, it's easy. It's not that easy. Now, granted, that's all these guys do, mm -hmm. but still, it's it's longer than what most people think it is. When you're standing there and you see how far away it is, it's pretty. It's a pretty good shot. It is, and uh, all kickers understand that no matter if it's an extra point, 30, or 40 yards, you want to kick the ball the same way. You don't want to swing harder because you're farther out. Everything's got to be smooth, consistent. You know, honestly, about 75% to 80% of your – that's how far how hard you want to kick it you don't want to go 100% at it and um, you know when you're when you're lining up for a 40 45 yard field goal you really don't want to think that you're that far back because it starts getting in your head and then you start to overcompensate things and then you just kind of you know tell yourself don't miss but you know just after thousands of kicks you know they just all kind of seem to be the same yeah I bet it seems like kicking we already talked a little bit about the 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 uh, similarities between kicking and golf and that's another one that's so much more of a mental thing in regular football the game is so fast you don't really have time to think but as a kicker i'm sure you can relate you've got all time to think on the sideline and you get out there you're lining up you know mm -hmm. maybe they call a timeout to ice you these all these things it's just such a mental part of the game speak to that and how you prepared well a prime example would be uh last year in the nfl playoffs with brett maher if you guys remember, he missed that one extra point, and then after that, it was just a head game. You know, when you're up there and you kick an extra point in the NFL, which is only 33 yards, you're gonna you can make that in your sleep if you're in the NFL. But then when you when you miss one, you hit it left. The next kick, you're on the sidelines thinking about it too much. You want to almost not overcompensate, 
But instead, you know, he overcompensated. Instead of hooking it, opened his hips up a little more to get down the middle, sliced it the other way. And then after, after your second miss, it could really get to you. Um, but, you know, when you miss one kick, and I've missed a lot in my college career in games, uh, the biggest confidence is making that next kick, regardless if it's an extra point, 40-yard field goal, whatever. You just want to make that next one. Short memory, right? I mean, all, in all sports, you need short memory, but especially as a kicker because the only kick that matters is the next one, right? I mean, that's right. the way you got to think and, about it. And even um, before, even, before you even kick a ball, in a game, you know, you may only get one chance in a whole game. So you're sitting there for, you know, three and a half quarters, stay, trying to stay mentally focused, just take a lot of mental reps, kick a couple balls in the net. Um, because, you know, other than the opening kickoff in the first or second half, the only field goal you might have could win the game. So it's very, very uh, important just to be mentally tough and just stay focused, you know, throughout the whole game. Well, the other question I have to ask you is I'm, I'm the old man of the sea here and I did, I did kick a little in, in like uh, intramurals in, in college, and, and I was able to do okay. Not like you, but, you know, 25, 30 yards wasn't really a big deal. I went out and practiced, and my 22-year-old brain and my 48-year-old body did not match up. I, I had some real problems uh, with flexibility. So I guess now my question is, for an old man like me, what's the what, what kind of stretching and exercise do you do to try to loosen up? Because I, the other thing is I felt I've never actually pulled my groin, and I felt it really get tight even though I did some right. stretching beforehand. I mean, in college, we would do an hour warm-up of just stretching. So, I mean, I don't know how – I mean, don't know how long you're going to have to warm up and stretch, but a lot of it is a lot of hip flexors, your lower back, your groin. Um, I mean, it's your groin is one that's probably going to go first just because you're trying not to over Because I'm old. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I could kick a field goal anymore either, and I'm only 28. I tried kicking the other day, and um, – I was sore the next day. It, 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 you know, it's amazing when you don't do something, how quickly it can leave you. And and, and I have mm -hmm. to say on the air, because I said without any hesitation to Bob when he threw this out the first time, oh, yeah, I can make that. And I'm here to say, if I make so much as one when we have our thing on Friday, I'll be shocked because I, it, it's amazing how much I've lost. <laughs> I would recommend that you get that a uh, couple warm-up kicks just from the extra point lines, 20 yards out. And, you know, after you stretch, get a couple kicks in because um, – That'll, that'll do a difference for sure. You'll feel a little better the next morning, too. All right, Phil. Well, we really appreciate it. I got to tell you, you might want to stop down and check this out and get a good chuckle in Friday. We're going to be uh, Facebook live in it here. I'm not sure what time. We'll work out the details here. We'll post it on our Facebook page. But thanks for the tips, and uh, and I really appreciate the, the, the kickers now. I know that it's a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and good luck to you guys on Friday. All right. Thanks, thanks. so much. All right, D, it is time to get lost here. We only have a couple minutes left, and uh, what do you got for us this week? Well, I, this obviously, it's my favorite segment of the show. Um, I, my, thank you, Phil. Uh, my brother's in town, so I'm going to give him a hashtag get lost first. Hey, thanks, D. Hashtag get lost Kareem Jackson. Dude is a straight bum. That guy needs out of the league, much like a Marty McSorley. I know you guys love the NHL. Guys like that that are perpetual headhunters, get them out of the league. It's not good for the game. Hashtag get lost Kareem Jackson. Hashtag get lost canned cranberries. 
What are people doing with canned cranberries? Hashtag get lost green bean casserole. Amen. Uh, what is happening with green bean casserole? It's gross. Get lost. And that weird whipped dessert that has, it looks like marshmallows and like canned pineapple and maraschino <laughs> cherries. What is that? Hashtag get lost. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Well, speaking of food real quick, I was going to say any casserole. I just say get lost, except for maybe tuna noodle. Nope, that's no good either. Uh, well, we know you're picky so you don't count but go ahead Dave well, I, you know we might never get to say it again I hope we never get to say it again so we have to finish it off with hashtag get lost Matt Canada goodbye yes, and good luck yeah and I hate to celebrate a guy who lost his job but man he was really bad at it he's still getting paid yeah he is uh, I'm gonna say hashtag get lost to the training wheels on Kenny Pickett it's time to see what this guy can do one way or another and uh, hashtag get lost to overeating on Thanksgiving, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop after that first helping. I don't know, but you weigh like 110 pounds. Uh, your idea of overeating is probably <laughs> not eat. ours. <laughs> yeah, right. we gotta we gotta get bulked up for the kicking competition. All right, we'll let you know when that kicking competition will be on Friday. It's my it's something that I'm really looking forward to and. Hey, every week I got to give thanks to you guys. You're an awesome pair and actually an awesome trio this week. Thank thanks, you to dude. our listeners, and we'll catch you next week as we continue under review.